Here's a leadership challenge, um, a teaching and learning challenge that I'm giving myself for the next 30 days. It's to disable all of my social media for 30 days. I mean, everybody loves these 30-day challenges, right? So I figured it wouldn't be as painful to me if I framed it as a 30-day challenge. I really was sort of running some action research, very much like I did uh, as a classroom teacher, to see what will happen to my brain if I disengage. What will happen to me as a learner if I disengage? What will happen to me as somebody who kind of shows up in relationship to my colleagues um, or even to my family? So I've framed it for myself in that regard. Um, And I'm only 48 hours out from doing that. And I have to admit that it's been really difficult for me. I have wanted to check it over and over and over and over again. And I read research just the other day on Twitter that I can not read for the next, you know, 28 days that we open our phones 150 times a day. That sounds about right to me. That's probably about the amount of time that I have been checking all of my social media accounts. Now here's where it began to affect my leadership. I realized that I was pushing myself to do things just to get retweets or likes or shares or certain kinds of comments. I wasn't sharing things because I necessarily felt that they would help people. I wasn't sharing things because I thought that they necessarily were a model of leadership or were something helpful. I was sharing them, if I really admit it, for attention. I was sharing it to make me feel good to sort of get that little hit of dopamine in my brain that you get when people give you attention. And I realized that this is all a piece with some of my deepest struggles and challenges as a teacher, as a learner, and as a leader, which is how do I do those things that are authentic for me? How do I find my authentic voice? And I realized that social media was changing my voice. Social media was changing even how I was listening to conversations. It was changing how I was trying to frame leadership. You know, I was listening to things with an ear toward what kind of tweet would that make? Or what kind of post will that make? I wasn't listening to it for value, for true value, um, and how could that really help people. So I'm admitting that to you now on this tiny digital sort of confession booth that is Anchor, but uh, I just wanted to sort of hold myself accountable by talking you through my process for why I decided to do it. And I will say this. That in those 48 hours that I've noticed, here's something that has shown up almost immediately for me. I have found it uh, much easier to be present, 
to people. I have found that I am reading with um, more of, of a sense of being able to be present with the text. And I have found that I am able to do something that I have not been able to do for some time now, and that is write. I have actually completed two chapters um, that needed to be done in my manuscript, and I have not been able to do that for weeks. Uh, Why? Because I was too busy on social media. I was too busy writing those ridiculous, meaningless posts for attention rather than writing something real. And so, if you want to, I invite you to join me in this experience. But thank you for being my digital accountability partner in my 30-day challenge. So I want to add to this just a little bit more. Um, Yeah, so here's the thing about leadership. And here's the thing about voice. It becomes really um, hard to not want to hear your own voice. It becomes almost intoxicating to have your voice feel the, fill the space. And here's something that I learned uh, as a teacher, really, that I forgot as I moved away from my classroom, which is, you know, the more I stopped talking, the more my kids started talking and the better class got to be. It, it really kind of came back to that idea of the person doing the work is the person doing the learning, you know, and if it's up there, if I'm the one doing all the thinking and I'm doing all of the writing and I'm doing all of the reading and the discussion, then who's really learning? And so I began handing over more of that responsibility to my students and began asking them to speak up as I quieted down. I was reminded of this recently in a class here that I was able to take with the amazing Marshall Gans from the Kennedy School of Government. And he gave us this sort of way to think about speaking and voice. He said, if you have gotten comfortable with speaking, maybe you need to get comfortable with being quiet. And if you've gotten comfortable with being quiet, maybe you need to get comfortable with speaking. And I love that. And so this whole social media uh, diet that I'm going on, this, this sort of whole 30 challenge for social media is an exercise in that for me because definitely, uh, God knows, I had gotten too comfortable with speaking, <laughs> so, so to say, um, too comfortable with posting. And so maybe it's time for me to be quiet. And maybe that's you. Um, Maybe you'll join me that way. But maybe uh, this should maybe make you think. If you've gotten comfortable with being quiet, if you're just a consumer of social media, maybe you need to be a producer. If you've been quiet by reading other people's work, 
Maybe you need to speak up by creating your own. And as a teacher, if you've gotten really comfortable with the sound of your own voice, maybe you need to sit with trying on silence for a little bit and get your students to talking more.